Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is now Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. And tonight I'll be covering paranormal news. As always, you can find all the episodes on the show along with links to social media and ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O Paranormal dot podbean.com always happy to hear from you all whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences whether they're your own or they're from others that you trust happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them and uh so this is the second to the last show of the week uh, at least as of right now um there will be a bonus show at some point this month uh, and uh, maybe two, we'll see. But um, so tonight is paranormal news. Tomorrow will be uh, more Lovecraft re- review, getting closer to the end of that book. So I'm very excited about that. And I might do a kind of a wrap up of 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 that whole thing as well, just episode about Lovecraft and his ideas and all that after I finish all the stories as well. So uh, I think that might be a good idea. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I have five stories to talk about tonight and, um, I've already put them in the, the stream chat. I will also include the links to them in the episode descriptions on the podcast and YouTube feeds, of course. And, uh, definitely recommend you all check out these articles, uh, because I just summarized them and, uh, Pick out the uh, more interesting points in them. So, um, but yeah, and uh, I think that's everything for now. Thank you all for listening, whether you're here for the live streams or you listen to the podcast or YouTube feeds. And uh, yeah, so let me get to this these stories here. Uh, okay, still, um, I think I'm finally getting used to this microphone, which is good. So, um, definitely, it's amazing to have, and, uh, yeah, I think I'm finally getting there, so that's nice. Uh, this first article is from dailystar.co.uk, and this one, the title is, Glowing UFO Towered Over U.S. Navy Ship in Typhoon. And was so big, it stopped rain. Now, I don't usually cover a lot of the um, sort of the the drama between the various government agencies and Congress and all of that uh, that is somewhat mentioned in this article here. But just the description of this massive object <clears throat> that was seen near the um, Apparently, the USS Blue Ridge uh, back in 2008. And um, I am sorry if you hear that noise from the heater. Uh, I can't seem to stop it. But um, I've had people over here actually to check it out and try to fix it. It's still that rattling high pitch noise still shows up sometimes. So believe me, it's terrible. Anyway, hopefully you don't hear it at all. But um, and so apparently. It was so big 
Now this is amazing. It the the ship was so big that it the rain. See, I don't know how this is possible. It was so big that the rain didn't even hit the 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 navy vessel. Mostly, it because the 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 ship was hovering over it, and it was block, uh, deflecting all the rain off of itself, not the navy ship. If I'm reading this right, um, so. And this is a, a major storm. So this this vessel, whatever this is in the air, is um, supposedly was just hovering there despite all this this bad weather. Um, this these winds and rain. I'm guessing there's winds and rain. So um, goes into more detail. Um, apparently, this was in. Uh, Mentions Thailand, so I'm guessing near Thailand, and in uh, 2008, and uh, so the the typhoon had 90 knot winds and 40 to 50 foot seas. So I, I don't know much about all the numbers and how all that works, but that's still some good sized numbers there. Um, so yeah, just amazing. Apparently that these lights in this craft were yellow, yellowish, and they appear to be on a flat surface. Um, the object apparently grew brighter before taking off straight up. And um, as it did, once it did, uh, the rain started hitting, hitting the Navy vessel again. And um, so, yeah, just an amazing sighting. And uh, that was had by these uh, people on this vessel at that time. So this is one I had not heard of as far as um, any kind of government uh, government site, government vessel sightings in and in or near areas where um, Navy or other vessels were at. So, yeah, just a. Uh, Amazing story there about something that seemed to be big enough to shield the a navy vessel from the rain. So um, that seems significant. So and then of course it mentions all the um, again like I said the the congressional hearings and all that all those things. But uh, I was just more interested in the sighting itself. Um. So yeah. Let's see here. Okay. All right. Good. I'm glad it sounds good. Um, thank you for that, Derek. And um, so, and thank you. Thank you, APOC. Let's see. So, Derek says here that um, good friend of the show, Rivers, mentioned that typhoons are associated with portals and vortexes in the east. That's Amazing because again they mentioned Thailand. I don't know if I'm saying that name right or not for sure, but and these storms big uh, bring uh, entities with them, and I I sort of believe that just from the way, yeah, probably butchering it, but maybe the lights came from the typhoon vortex, could be. Um, but the the way some storms seem to move around, where they'll just make sudden sharp turns um toward or away from places has always seemed to me like 
to, to I don't know, made me wonder if there was some kind of intelligence there. Um, and when it comes to any kind of hurricanes, tornadoes, typhoons, whatever, storms in general, just how they move. And I mean, maybe there's some kind of logical explanation that I'm just not aware of. But, um, but yeah, that whole, that whole kind of, um, reaction in a storm or, or activity movement of a storm to just change like that and just veer off or toward things or buildings has always made me wonder about that. So, but, uh, yeah, so that's the first story here. And so now I can move on to the next one. And this one is from uh, KYMKEMP.com. This one says, Eyewitness reported an X-shaped UFO flying over Redwood Valley in early October. And uh, so this is um, according to a report from uh, in the National UFO Reporting Center, also known as New Fork. Uh, and apparently this was seen at around 9.50 in the morning. Uh, a witness woke up in their RV and spotted something in the sky that was large. Uh, through a vent in the roof of the uh, RV. And uh, so they started by basically this, whatever this was, they jumped out of their bed and got up and dressed and everything and, and hurried outside. Oh, so they so they barely got dressed, basically. And they grabbed their cell phone and went outside to uh, take a better look. and. Um, this is apparently they saw a very large X shape that was going in and out of the blue sky. Um, and apparently that's odd. I wonder what they mean in and out, but, um, they said that it, it, uh, it was just massive. And, um, apparently a neighbor nearby also saw this, the same thing uh and the neighbor saw it um at the same time and um they were let's see here they were about 100 feet from each other and but the neighbor still watched this whole thing happen as well uh it says it seemed to keep a steady path moving east to west um and Apparently, this thing kept fading in and out, I'm guessing, is what they're saying. So, um, and then, so yeah, it would uh, disappear and vent and then reappear. And when it reappeared, it would, um, one of the times it was further away, it almost looked like a sparkling speck. Um, based because of the sun reflecting off of it, apparently. So... Um, so let's see here. This is, uh, this is a report, but there's no details 
and the person themselves. But um, but yeah, this is. Let's see here. They're talking about other sightings and earlier years, seven nineteen seventy three. Um, but uh, but yeah, so really amazing sighting there. That whole X shape is odd. Um, especially if it's not. I'm guessing that that it wasn't a plane. That um, I mean, people will usually be able to tell a difference between like a plane and something else. I would guess, but um, but yeah, so neat sighting there, especially the way it faded, it faded in and out and in and out. So uh, neat sighting. But uh, so that's the second article here. I wonder what the significance is of an X shape. I've only seen that in a couple of articles so far that I've used for the show. Um, yeah, I was wondering about the clouds. Rohan brings up a good point. Maybe the men in and out of the clouds could be. Uh, hello, Rohan. Hello, Derek, everybody. Everybody that's here listening. So, um, But yeah, it could be that. It's hard to tell with these reports. But, uh, but yeah, um, it's not egg shape. I'm sorry, Derek. It was X shape, like the letter X. Um, but, uh, but that is weird too. But yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't seem, out of all the forms, that could be like, like, um, aerodynamic. An X does not seem like one of them, but uh, not that I know much about that, but just from what I've heard. But uh, yeah, so that's the second article. I'm actually kind of really glad that uh, Derek is here tonight uh, because of this third article here that I, I found tonight. Um, this is from allthatsinteresting.com. And it says, from ghosts to UFO sightings to a Bigfoot-like creature, legends claim that the Bridgewater Triangle has long been home to a variety of unexplained occurrences. I love when these places pop back up in, in websites. They just go back and um, check out these, uh, or look into these places more. And... Um, and this is one of those places that's in uh, Massachusetts. So, and this brings up a, a point too: these um, these triangles that appear to be all over the world that uh, seem to be hotspots for paranormal activity. And uh, so, this is an area that is in southeastern Massachusetts that uh, is famous for for all these things that they mentioned in the. The title. Apparently, it's a 200 square mile area, and uh, it was um, the name. The Bridgewater Triangle came from uh, cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, very well known within that field. Um, and this this name came about in the 1970s, so that's when so long he's been working on all these things, which is amazing. Uh, became better known in 1983 when Coleman put out a book, uh, Mysterious America, which I'm going to have to look into. Um, and uh, 
So yeah, so this is that, apparently that was featured in that book, and uh, of course this area does have um, it, it's the history of it goes back to many colonial settle, settlements along the east coast, and um, then of course there are legends and myths throughout um, the area as well, going back to that to those times, and. Uh, so yeah, just really amazing these kinds of sightings. Um and uh these apparently there these are this is all like based around a town and uh, and then the surrounding areas. Um so there are many sites in the area that are said to have reports of paranormal activity uh from Swamps to different stones. Um, so they have a map here, which is is really neat. Uh, and let's see here. So yeah, just um, goes into more details about uh, some of the legends and all that. But just um, I'm just kind of looking for some more. Um, not quite so dark things here. There's a lot of dark history, dark legends surrounding the area. And uh, apparently, so yeah, it's basically known for being haunted as well as having UFO sightings. And uh, again, just um, there's also, now this is something that seems to pop up in a lot of things. There's um there's an uh, uh let's see it's it's abandoned now but it's a um psyche let me see it's it's called Taunton State Hospital which was um it ran from 1854 to 1975 it was mainly a psych- psychiatric asylum and uh, these kinds of places I think due to the state of the people the medical systems that that were established there um and various factors that led to those systems maybe not working so well um all that energy these 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 asylums and these places um seem to be become well known for being haunted after the fact after they're closed in a few cases once in a while you hear about you'll hear about them there being paranormal things going on while they're still open, but many cases, many more cases, I think, from what I've heard, there's, um, it starts after the place is closed, and, and it's either, um, that's either security staff or uh, construction or maintenance workers that have experiences, and then, of course, once they become abandoned, people start investigating the areas, which I never recommend. Um, just because of safety concerns and and property, just um, just respecting the laws and and privacy of anyone that wants to keep the places uh, keep people safe from those places and respect the history of the locations. But um, but yeah, so these asylums seem to be a magnet to paranormal activity. Uh, mentions here. Um, UFO sightings, Bigfoot sightings, uh, and uh, so yeah, 
just an amazing place that seems to be uh, uh, to, home to um, a lot of paranormal things, including uh, other things like apparently giant snakes and enormous dogs. So just all kinds of odd things there. So, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it's, I think it's always important when these locations are mentioned and to share these articles because you never know what kind of new, new information you might find um, in these articles. So it may only be one or two little things, but it's still important. So definitely check that art article out to get all the details and uh, go from there. So let's see here. I have two more articles here. But uh, yeah, I was I was really glad when I found that uh, that article. So, but uh, let's see here. Yeah, um, just looking at uh, the chat here again. Uh, the let's see, I gotta scroll up a little bit. So, um, so Derek says here is um, <laughs> he mentions the yeah that's true. The X-wing in Star Star Wars, going back to the back to the um, the X-shaped UFO, and yeah, Bridgewater. That name Derek points out. Oh wow! So apparently the Lizzie Borden house is on the outskirts of that too, which is amazing. It's like an hour south of. Okay, I won't read that, but um, and then let's see here. So Derek says that um, the people that made American Horror Story are, are working on a show about that area for FX right now, too, possibly. So that's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, the, okay, so the reservation area. I see. That's what Derek says about the Bridgewater. Yeah, I'm missing 401. That's going to be a um, a show. At some point in February, um, gonna do is the plan. So, um, but yeah, Massachusetts, little two, two to three foot tall, hairy hominid figures. Yeah, and let's see here. Yes, and Derek brings up a good point that I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the case, and it seems more and more like it, it is. Um, Derek mentions I think those asylums were placed on those weird locations too. Then amplified by the trauma at the place themselves afterwards. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, there's just so much, so many of them, so many of these places have had, uh, have um, paranormal things, uh, stories attached to them. So, uh, so yeah. But, uh, all right, so I have two stories left here. Moving along. Um, and this next one, I had not heard of this location, which is always a nice thing. Um, it's the one thing when you uh, start to look into all these places, you uh, you start to see repeats of, the, of articles of places that you've kind of already heard of. Um, but this uh, this one is from, let's see, thetravel.com. And the title says, Beck House, 10 Unbelievable Facts About Canada's Most Haunted House. So, um, and it has pictures. I definitely recommend checking out the article. And, um, so yeah. 
Now it's apparently available to tourists. Rentable to tourists, that's another thing. Huh. So, um, let me get to the bulk of this article here. Apparently, um, this is article, or this article that I'm reading. Um, no, this this location is, uh, is um, important to uh, the, let me see here, the Victorian London style, basically. Uh, I think is what it just said. But, uh, I'm sorry, no, I, mis- I misread that. It's an um, example of a Queen Anne revival structure. It's one of the oldest houses in the area, it says, and features the town's only slate roof. So, um, let me see here. Just looking at all these here. Apparently, this was the first house of the town um, for a time before, apparently, I guess, another one was um, found to be there earlier. Uh, let's see here. So, um, there's this apparition of a spirit that appears to be act very much like a mother, um, like a motherly apparition. Um, so this apparition of a woman is seen in the house. Uh, she's part of the family that, that, uh, had the place built. Um, and people have seen this apparition and felt a slight tugging on the blankets and sheets, uh, consistently. And some think that this is this apparition tucking them into bed. Of course, while there's claim to have heard um, female voices uh, basically telling them to go away, which is amazing, which I don't blame them. Uh, but yeah, so, and that that goes back to these, using these places as tourist attractions and all that whole double-edged sword. Because um, on the one hand, the money can help keep the place from being demolished or they're falling apart but on the other hand if these are if these really are conscious beings then they're being almost expected to perform so um, apparently there's um, the the current owners of the house think that almost or as many as 18 spirits live in the in the home which is quite the number uh, as far as activity going on there, there have been doors closing on their own, uh, lingering smells of cigar smoke hanging around the rooms. Now that one, you always have to be careful with that because different different um, different woods can contain the smell, and then I've heard release it due to um, different factors. And um, but uh, let me see here: dark shadows have been seen moving through the halls. Uh, report. Uh, people have reported he- hearing voices. Um, even the sounds of heartbeats. That's a different one. And breathing. Um, so. So yeah. Um, just uh, definitely check out the rest of this article, and uh, for more details on the family that lived there, and um, how basically how to stay there if you want to do that. So, 
Apparently, it's set up like an Airbnb kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was a neat article about a place I had not heard of. And uh, so there you go. So I have one article left here. And, uh, but, uh, let me see here. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, Rohan says um, places, these silos may have been put there intentionally, possibly to study what happens. <laughs> Skinwalker Memorial Hospital of 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Whole, that might be another show at some point, that whole thing. But uh, so I have one more article here. This one is from, let's see here. This one is from peterboroughtoday.co.uk. And uh, this says, is Peterborough Museum haunted? The city's spookiest building with poltergeist, ghost, tales, and paranormal activity. So this is a museum that's said to be haunted by the spirit of a fallen soldier, a mysterious monk, and then a maid um as well apparently there's been um there's an eer eerie feeling in the museum that uh is reported by the workers there and this is in priestgate i'm guessing this is the uk it says that um the building basically this is um historical museum so there's a lot of focus on that. And uh, it was built in 1816. So it's, um, it uh, goes back to Tudor times, apparently. And uh, it was a private residence, it says, during the Georgian era be before later becoming the area's infirmary, which is where the most famous uh, ghost story starts. Um, let's see here. And this is about the soldier. Uh, his last name was Hunter. Uh, he was there in the first, he was, he was around during the First World War. He suffered serious spinal injuries during a battle there, um, in 1916. And he was brought back from the battlefield to, to, um, to this location, to this infirmary at, at the time, was an infirmary. And, um, but of course, he was brought back by a train. And so his condition worsened, I think, partly because of that. Um, and so, let's see here. The, uh, after he was brought there, he didn't recover and passed away in the infirmary. Um, and the first known sighting of him after he passed, basically as an apparition, came in the 1930s when the wife of the museum's caretaker saw him in the building. And uh, it was apparently a gliding apparition of a man in a gray uniform who apparently vanished. And he's been seen ever since, which is really amazing. Um, it doesn't seem like that'd be a residual if he's gliding. 
Unless it's one of those cases where they don't see his feet, which happens sometimes. Um, let's see here. There's also been a figure of a, uh, a hooded monk who is seen in the vaults, basically the basement of the the building. The um, and apparently that was the former mortuary and cellar below. People apparently have seen this monk nicknamed Baldric. And um, apparently objects have also moved around and been thrown around in the rooms down there. So, but, uh, and basically people get this feeling that he doesn't want anyone to be down there. So maybe he feels like that's his area. So um, there's more, but I think I'll let you all go through the rest of that on your own. Um, just another amazing story of a place that, uh, where the history still keeps it, still seems to be ongoing there. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have for today. Um, thought it was a good mix of, uh, of UFO things and then, um, place where there's all kinds of activity and, uh, and then a couple of haunted places. So, um, so yeah, let me see here. Derek says I have one of those huge asylums or hospitals in my town. It was used to film an episode of the Stephen King uh, Castle Rock show, and the location in the show was a vortex spot. There you go. Um, coincidence? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know, but I lean towards possibly not. So. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with um, some more, a review of some more stories from H.B. Lovecraft, The Complete Fiction, on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.